You're listening to the Manifest Your Greatness podcast, and this is episode number 50. Do you have a goal that you'd love to accomplish, but just don't know where to start? Or maybe you've gotten off to a great start, but just can't seem to get out of first gear? I'm Curtis J. Washington, founder of the Manifest Your Greatness coaching program, and I've helped people from all walks of life manifest the greatness that they already possess deep inside. If you are committed to taking the steps required to become the best version of yourself, you've come to the right place. This is the Manifest Your Greatness podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to join this episode of the Manifest Your Greatness podcast, the big 5-0. Can you believe it? Manifest Your Greatness podcast is on its 50th episode. Thank you so much for continuing to join and to follow the podcast and for all your continued support and your feedback. Uh, This would not be the podcast it is today without all that you have contributed. So thank you so much. And as many of you probably know, one of my New Year's resolutions for this year is to offer even more content, to offer even more insightful information um, for everyone out there. Uh, And speaking of content. I wanted to let everyone know that there is now a new ebook available on my website and it is free. So please go to manifestyourgreatness.com. If you go over to my ebooks tab and take a look at that, you will find my newest ebook, which is entitled Habits That Relieve Stress and Promote Harmony in Your Life. So visit manifestyourgreatness.com. Check out that free ebook that's available for you. You can view it right on your browser or you can download it if you like. And of course, there's also lots of additional free content available there as well. So for our 50th episode, I have an episode for you that is entitled 14 Hacks to Cut Calories. So fitness topics come up a lot of times with my clients. Um, I'm also very dedicated to health and fitness. I spend quite a lot of time in the gym, uh, and I'm very careful about what I eat. And I'm definitely enjoying the benefits of that. My energy levels have never been higher, even though um, I just recently turned 50 years old. And I am really enjoying the benefits um, from staying active and from eating well And I want to share some hacks for all of you to help you make some tweaks to your eating routine and to incorporate some ways that can help you take in less calories but not take away any of the enjoyment out of eating. So hack number one is to lower your stress levels. This is because a lot of us eat when we're stressed. That's why it's called stress eating. Comfort food is called comfort food because it makes you feel good, right? Um, So we have a tendency to eat when something else on the outside is bothering us and making us feel uh, upset or uh, uneasy or stressed out. So really taking a look at uh, our daily routine currently and trying to figure out where some of our stress triggers are coming from and taking steps to try to make some changes there can really impact how your body responds because you have to remember it's a chemical imbalance that's created by stress because your body's releasing these stress hormones and when you get these stress hormones in your system 
you your your body is looking for ways to make you feel better and of course what's a better way than food right i mean everybody loves to eat so uh, when you're not feeling well and something is bothering you or you're stressed out or you're you know disturbed by something um, that's that's often what happens we reach for uh, we reach for some food and usually we reach for whatever's easy uh, which is usually processed stuff that is uh, you know probably the worst for us in most in most situations so try to really look at your daily routine look for those triggers um, that are causing you stress and try to address those and try to start to work on uh, alleviating those and that will really help in terms of your appetite it will suppress it and it will help you not to eat out of stress which basically is different from eating when you need to eat, right? It's not calories uh, because your body really needs them. It's calories for the sake of calories, uh, basically to make you feel content so that that discomfort goes away, which is really coming from another place. So work on alleviating uh, stress in your life wherever possible, and that will help you reduce your appetite. The second one is eat more slowly. Now, it's a fact that it takes approximately 20 minutes from the time you start eating for your brain to let you know when you're actually satiated. So leisurely eating allows ample time to trigger that signal from your brain that you are full. So feeling full, of course, translates into eating less, right? So if you are able to eat more slowly, then you're very likely to get that full satiated feeling much earlier in your meal, which means that you'll start to get full much more quickly. And that comes, of course, from slowing down that process. So, you know, just slow down and eat mindfully and uh, be grateful for the food that you're putting into your body. Have that feeling of gratitude. Um, and once you do that and you slow down a little bit, um, you will definitely start to see the scale move in your favor. Number three is if you're out eating, order one size smaller. Now, this is a hard one because when we're at a restaurant and we see like, you know, regular size versus mini size for something and we're hungry, we're never going to want to choose the mini size because we know we're hungry and we're thinking mini, you know, and it's written like that for a reason, right? Mini. I mean, who, oh, I'm going to order a mini, you know, so who's going to go in and say that unless they're really consciously thinking about what they're doing in terms of the food that they're actually going to put into their body, right? The amount of food, because mini doesn't sound like enough. <laughs> it does not sound like enough. But try to work on this. This is a big one as well. Um, so if you, especially if, you, if you're in the United States, mini is usually plenty. It's usually plenty at most restaurants, especially when you're ordering out. So really try to focus on consciously ordering one size smaller than you think you need. And that'll definitely help you reduce some calories. The next one is avoid eating while watching TV. Now, this is unfortunately a very common practice in a lot of households. And I get it, you know, and I won't lie. I have movie night. And when I have movie night, I have popcorn, lots of popcorn. So I understand that, you know, there's a sense of enjoyment from eating in front of, uh, in front of the television. However, eating regularly in front of the television, like I'm, when I'm, I'm talking about eating meals in front of the television, this poses a number of problems. It, one of the main reasons is when you are watching TV and you're eating, 
you're not consciously paying attention to how much you're eating. So you end up eating just because you have food there and your your body goes on autopilot. You're watching TV and you're caught up in what's going on. And if you're watching the news or your favorite TV show or whatever, and you're just not really paying attention to what you're eating. So you're not aware how much you're eating because you're just eating but not really paying attention. But also you're not really chewing your food very well, um, which can also lead to other issues. And if you're watching something and you happen to finish your meal before whatever it is you're watching is over, you're very likely not to think about whether you're full or not. You'll automatically just start eating something else. So this is something that we really need to be conscious of. If you're going to eat a meal, eat it and focus on the meal. You'll be able to focus on, like I was mentioning earlier, eating slower, eating more mindfully. And you'll also taste what you're eating, which is also another benefit. So avoid eating in front of the TV, and that will definitely help you pay more attention to what you're eating and thereby take more control over how much you're eating. Number five is take some of your meal home. And this works especially well if you're going out to dinner because you can actually consciously make the decision when you're ordering your dinner that you are going to save some of that for your lunch the next day. And then two birds with one stone, right? You've got two meals for one, you've cut back on your calories, you've got some good food to look forward to the next day for your lunch. So by not feeling like you need to eat your entire order at a restaurant in order to get you know, your money's worth, you can definitely think about taking some of that home with you and enjoying some of that for your next meal, for lunch the next day perhaps. Number six is use smaller plates. Now this is a mind hack for sure. And this is something that I actually use very often, especially when I'm eating higher calorie foods like pastas and things like that, is to use a smaller plate. And to, you know, you fill up a smaller plate, it's still a full plate. However, there are two things you get out of this too. Of course, you get less calories from eating a smaller plate's worth of food. But when you, when you clear off that small plate, it's an empty plate. And that typically signals you're done, right? You're done eating. However, if you're still hungry, what do you have to do? There's nothing on your plate. <laughs> so it puts an extra step in getting more food as well, which is maybe all that you need because you're definitely more likely to eat more food if it is on your plate already. You're going to keep eating, right? You're going to keep eating until you feel full. But if you're eating and it's a smaller plate and you're done, then you have to make an effort to go get more. And when you start to think about going to get more, you're giving yourself time to really process whether or not you really need any more. So that's a great mind trick you can play on yourself. If you have a smaller plate, you're still going to have that feeling of finishing your meal, but you're also going to give yourself more time to consider if you really need more or if you're just eating to be eating. So using smaller plates, definitely something to consider. Then number seven is... If you love rice, like I do, I live in Hawaii, we all eat lots of rice. Uh, my wife is Japanese, a big rice culture there, so we all love rice. However, try cauliflower rice. Try mixing it in. Uh, you don't have to have it instead of regular rice, but try mixing it in with your rice. That alone significantly will cut your calories, but you're also getting that same feeling of being satiated and you're also getting that same feeling of having a full bowl of rice. So definitely consider cauliflower rice 
uh, either instead of, if you can do that, or mixing it in with your regular rice. That'll significantly cut calories. And of course, cauliflower is also a vegetable. So hey, two birds, one stone here too, right? You get less calories and you get a good source of vegetables as well. The next one is put your snacks in a bowl. Now, this is another one that at first glance kind of sounds weird, but it is huge. One of the biggest hacks on this list is putting your snacks in a bowl, preferably a small bowl. This is because when we go to places and we buy a bag of chips or crackers or whatever, if we eat from the bag, we eat a lot more. That's a fact. We just do. It's a bottomless pit. We can keep putting our hand in and we keep eating more. But if we take some out and put it in a bowl, put the bag away and say, this is my snack. Again, two things. One, you have a finite number of crackers or chips in your bowl, which is good. That's going to help you cut calories because it's going to give you a signal when you are done eating your snack for, for the day. And also it's going to give you extra time to think about whether or not you really need any more of that or not. Because again, the bag is back in the cupboard, right? If you put the bag in the cabinet, then you're going to have to go and fill it up again. So these sound like really minor things on the surface, but the brain is a tricky thing. So if you are able to work these little changes into your routine when it comes to eating, you're definitely going to see those results when you step on the scale. So that's another one. Put your snacks in a bowl, preferably a small one. The next one is when you are eating out, consider ordering one less item than you think you will need. You can always order more if you are still hungry, but consider dropping one out when you are placing your order. So if it's a restaurant where you would order your sides separately, for example, or if you're ordering appetizers in a main course, consider dropping one of the items that you're ordering or sharing one. And that will make a difference as well. And again, this plays into how the mind and that signal works to signal that we're satiated or not. If we finish everything and we're like, you know, maybe I want something else. By the time the waiter comes around to take your order, you might think differently. So definitely consider dropping one of the items out of your order when you're placing your order at a restaurant. The next one is watch your beverages. Beverages have a lot of calories and they can catch up with you in a hurry. So if you drink soda, which I would cut out of my diet if you are, just a recommendation, but there is a lot of calories in soda. And if you're, you know, drinking sugar-free this and, you know, zero calorie that, just because there's no calories in there doesn't mean that it doesn't have any ill effects on your health either. So definitely consider what you're drinking. But if you are drinking beverages that have lots of sugar or if you're drinking alcoholic beverages, make sure you set your limits ahead of time. So uh, one of the things that I like to do is if I know I'm going to have wine with dinner, I will have my glass of wine and I won't leave the bottle on the table. I'll put the bottle away. Uh, if the bottle is there, I have it in my sights. I'm thinking, hey, when I finish this glass, I can have some more. But if the bottle's not on the table, then I will really appreciate having that glass of wine um, and I'll enjoy my dinner just as well. 
but I won't be tempted to pour pour a second glass or a third. <laughs> so, um, so definitely pay attention to your beverages. And in a lot of cases, if you do the math, these sugary drinks or alcoholic drinks can end up being a significant portion of the calories that you're taking in in one sitting. In some cases, you can end up drinking more calories than you're eating. So please consider keeping an eye on what you're drinking. And there's always water, you know, or sparkling water. I used to drink a lot of beer, actually, uh, when I was younger, and I swapped out beer for sparkling water. So look for alternatives, too. Um, so if you're drinking soda and you're looking for a way to stop drinking soda, look for some other healthy alternatives that can help as well. Um, there's all kinds of flavored drinks that are out there that are naturally flavored. So consider taking a look at those as well. The next one is stop when you are comfortably full. So Basically, this is also another mind game because, like I was saying before, it does take time for that signal to come to, from your stomach to hit your brain that you're actually satiated. So if you're eating slowly, you'll get that signal before you eat way too much. Um, but also, you can, you can start to look for cues and you can preempt that a little bit and stop once you start feeling some of those cues. Um, you know, for example, when I start to feel as if I'm you know, just starting to get full, that's usually when I pause because I know that means that I'm starting to feel more satiated. So I will slow down or pause just to see, uh, am I full or am I almost full? Let's see where this goes instead of continuing to eat. Um, the other trick that I do is I'll have some water when I'm not sure. So, um, so if you can stop when you're comfortably full, this is, this is also something that can help you uh, quite a lot. The next one is to read the labels. So when you're going out shopping for food, make sure you're reading the labels on the foods that you are consuming. And not just the calories, but also the fillers. There's lots of other artificial fillers and there's, you know, genetically modified this and artificial that. And oftentimes there will also be a lot of preservatives in the food that you buy in a store as well. So, and a trick that I learned, someone told me a long time ago, that the less words in the label usually correlates with how much more healthier that option is than a similar looking item that has more ingredients in it. So, look for simple. Look for less ingredients because it's usually the less healthy items, the less healthy choices that have more chemicals in them, they've got more artificial sweetener type things in them, more things in them that you most likely would not find growing on a tree outside. So keep that into consideration as well. Definitely check those labels. And number 13 is try to replace bread and tortillas and things like that with lettuce. Try to make lettuce wraps. And there's a lot of ways to make it fun. Uh, we actually recently had dinner a few days ago, and in years past, we would make tacos using ground beef and lots of different vegetables and everything, put them on a tortilla, and have at it. But over the last few years, we've changed that, and what we've done is now we use romaine lettuce, and we actually put the meat and the other toppings and everything in the romaine lettuce, and then use that as a wrap and then eat it as a lettuce wrap. 
um, you end up eating more actually because you're eating more vegetables and it takes longer to fill you up. So uh, you actually get to enjoy your meal longer, uh, but you're still dropping a lot of calories by cutting out bread or cutting out tortillas from your meal. So consider lettuce wraps, consider lettuce sandwiches. Um, at In-N-Out Burger and a lot of other places, they have what they call protein style. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's lettuce wrapped uh, and all the ingredients still there. Um, but just taking out that bun, just taking out that tortilla makes a big difference. So definitely give that a try. And the last one is to try intermittent fasting. Now, intermittent fasting basically is spreading out your meals a little bit more. And you can take it to some pretty extreme uh, levels here. You, I mean, some people, when they say intermittent fasting, they don't eat for a day. Uh, others, they eat one meal a day, things like that. So, uh, but what I'm suggesting is first just try intermittent fasting by taking out one meal. Try to take out one meal. And what this does, this is all, you know, it's all based in science. If you want more information about intermittent fasting, there's a lot of great sources out there. I recommend hopkinsmedicine.org. A lot of good information there, but there's also a lot of books out there. Um, but basically, the way intermittent fasting works is that when you are eating three times a day with snacks and everything, your body is basically using the calories that comes in and it's, it's burning those when you and when you get your next meal, it it focuses on burning what you've consumed uh, in that meal um, soon after you eat it. Um, and what this does is it m makes that cycle to actually start to get to burning the fat that you have. It 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 gives the body more work to do digesting before it gets to that level. So if you're trying to lose weight. And even if you're eating smaller meals, if you're eating throughout the day, the body is trained to expect more calories to come in pretty soon. And it's going to use those calories because it's easier for the body to use those calories than it is to start using fat stores. Um, so that is how intermittent fasting works. When you start to take those meals and, and spread them out over a longer period of time, so instead of having three meals and a couple of snacks, you have two meals a day and that's it, then your body will start to burn fat while it's waiting for the next meal because it's quite a ways out. It, has, it doesn't have a choice. It's not to say that the body's not getting enough calories, but it's conditioning itself to use fat as well as the sugars and, and everything else that's coming in. And that's really the biggest thing about intermittent fasting is it's training your body to use fat as a fuel source. But if you're eating a lot during the day, most of the food that we eat, including carbs, your body treats as sugar. And because sugar can be broken down much faster than fat, your body goes for that first. But if your body doesn't have that to go for right away, it's going to start digging into your fat stores. And when you eat, of course, you're going to have plenty of food when you eat and you're going to have sugars and all that in your carbs. You know, if you're having any rice or you're having any bread, your body is getting sugars. And if you're having any fruits, you're having sugars come into your body. I'm not saying this is all bad, but what I am saying is that when you do intermittent fasting, your body learns how to burn fat as well, much more efficiently than it would if you were eating three meals a day and having some snacks. 
And once your body starts to make that adjustment, then it becomes, of course, much more efficient at burning fat. And that means that you'll will start to see the weight come off because sugar, a lot of that will run through your body, but it gets stored as fat if it's not used. But the fat, those are stores that you're actually using as energy if you give yourself a chance to use them and you give your body some signals that, hey, if I don't use these stores, then I'm not gonna have the nutrients I need to help my body through the day. So, um, so that's definitely something you wanna try. So that's what I wanted to cover today, 14 hacks to cut calories. I hope you found some of these hacks useful uh, and helpful. And let me know how it goes. Definitely leave me some comments. Let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear how this is working for you. And also let me know what hacks are working for you. If I haven't covered one of them here and it's working very well for you, I'd love to know about it. And uh, I'd love to share it with others as well. So. Uh, definitely leave your feedback. I always, always, always appreciate that. So thank you very much for joining this episode of the Manifest Your Greatness podcast, and I look forward to spending time with you on an episode again in the near future. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Manifest Your Greatness podcast. If you liked what we've explored on this episode, then you'll love the Manifest Your Greatness coaching program. The Manifest Your Greatness coaching program is uniquely tailored to help support you on your journey to become the absolute best version of yourself. So if you are committed to taking the steps required to significantly and permanently level up in any area of your life, visit manifestyourgreatness.com forward slash contact. Again, that's manifestyourgreatness.com forward slash contact and schedule your free consultation call today. Talk soon.